Hello, welcome to Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church podcast, Faith in the Word. Here, Pastor Cecil Holloway is bringing you all the spiritual teachings within God's Word. We hope you enjoy. Please share with a friend. And like always, God bless you. Good afternoon, everybody. It's been a little while since I've been up here. Um, today's title, Sometimes in Faith, Things Are Easier Done Than Said. That is today's title. I'm going to repeat that again for you guys. In faith, sometimes things are easier done than said. All right? Amen. I just want to quickly pray for us real fast. Father God, I thank you and I praise you for being able to come here today. Being able to come and just be in your presence, be loved by you, be feeling through you, and ultimately being spirit-led, Lord. Father God, I thank you and I praise you for allowing us to hear the word and not just hear it, but do on to, do as the word is asking for us to do. And Lord, most importantly, we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Um, the, the selection behind this uh, topic was easy for me. Uh, one of my friends helped me. Uh, one of my friends in faith, actually. You know, we uh, talk a lot about God and kind of bounce our ideas and scriptures and songs and all that and all that. Um, but she asked me one day, a couple of days ago. She was like, what have uh, what has God been teaching you throughout this whole pandemic and all this and all that? And I had to think, and I was thinking, you know, a couple of things like, oh, you know, God's been teaching me patience, or God's been teaching me trust in him, and God's been teaching me all this and all that. But when I really sat down and learned for myself or realized what I've been taught is that sometimes in my faith, I just need to do stuff. Stop talking about it. Stop saying I'm going to do it. I just need to do it. Because it's easier for me to do it instead of saying I'm going to do it. Some examples I have that are easier for us to do is uh, one thing is praying. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, we're speaking and we're saying things. But the action of prayer, sometimes you have to just do it. Like right then and there, you just got to pray. Instead of like, oh, okay, boom, I'm going to pray for that person when I get home tomorrow. Or I'm going to pray for, pray for her because, you know, she needed it. But not right now because I'm a little occupied right now. So I'm going I'm to get to you later. Can't treat prayer like that. Amen. Same thing goes for reading the Bible, staying meditating in the Word. That's why Pastor has implemented the Wednesday Wisdom Keys and then the Saturday podcast as well. But you notice how every message he's sending us, there is scripture. We already been challenged to read a chapter a day. So you have to not say you're going to read a chapter today or not say you're going to be in the Bible every day. You got to just do it. And I found my best way doing that. I, like I've told y'all many, many times before, I just set that Bible verse every day. So that's the first notification that comes up on my phone is God. So now, boom, I'm not saying I'm going to do it. I'm just doing it because it's easier for me to say I'm doing it. Another example is loving thy neighbor, you know. It don't cost you a dime to be nice and love your neighbor. And the more and more 
you know, you may say you're going to do it and you may say you are doing it. Are you truly doing it? Are you truly stepping out on faith and doing what you are being called to do in the word? And there's some more and more examples that I'm going to hit on later on. But those are just a few to, to try to get you to grasp that some things in faith are truly easier doing than saying you're going to do it. Now, in saying that, I don't want to take away the importance of our word usage because there is there's relevance in the words we use because our words can be manifested. So we have to, as well, be considerate of the words that's being coming out of our mouth. I don't want to take that away from us, but I do want to kind of highlight that Sometimes it, it truly is just, you just got to do it. You don't need to say it. As believers, we must know that doing things for the Lord is easy. We, are, we know that doing things for him allows for us to have a sweatless victory. And like I just said, there is an importance of our word usage. And the correlation, the correlation between our words and our actions both have to be spirit-led. So if you're going to do things on the, according to the word and for God without saying it, make sure it's spirit led because you don't want to sit here and do things and think you're doing it unto God or think you're doing it based on the word. And in all actuality, you're leaning on your faith and your I mean, excuse me, you're leaning on your flesh and you're leaning on the world's understanding. You can come in, you can come in. Uh, the title of to, uh, today's message is Sometimes in Faith, Things Are Easier Done Than Said. That's the title of today's message. But back to where I was. Um, like I said, the correlation between our words and our actions, they both have to be spirit-led. So one thing I want to point out when it comes to doing things is that... You, you you know it's it's hard to truly kind of differentiate what's spirit led and what's not, and the first step in truly having that spirit of discernment is waking up every day, renewing your mind. So, you feeding the gates what it needs to get fed, and Pastor has talked about this in the past. But feeding those gates what it needs to get fed, spirit things, the word, prayer, praise and worship. These are things that need to be, get done on not a weekly basis, not a monthly basis, a moment basis. Because you have a moment every day in your life. Mm-hmm. So moment slash daily things. These are things that need to happen. That's the first step you got to do for you to just do it. Because you don't need anybody to tell you to praise God. You don't need your pastor to tell you to pray. You don't need him to tell you those things. Granted, it's great. Because he has a knowledge somewhat further than us. So we listen to him. But you don't need him to tell you those things. You just do it. The revelation I've got out of things are easier done than said in faith is that when you're doing things for the Lord, it becomes contagious. When you're Without saying it, without notifying people, it's a contagious feeling to do things for him. Truly contagious feeling. In other words, it becomes your main motive in thoughts, behavior, and results. Instead of just saying, oh, I'm going to do this, but you can't, like, like we just mentioned, you can't see some of the stuff he has for you. 
So you literally got to go out on a limb, on a faith limb, and do it. And then you're going to see, oh, that's why God wanted me to do this. That's why God put this in my life. That's why God has put these people in my life. Because now you're not just saying it, you're doing it. And it's becoming a reality for you. These things that we've done here in the spirit are going to reflect in the natural. So we have to, like I mentioned, some things in faith are easier done than said. Amen. Here's a, a, a verse that I have. Well, not verses, but verses. Um, if you will, with me, turn to James 1. Say amen when you get there. James 1, verses, we're going to start at verse 21. And uh, I'm reading this one from the King James Version, the New King James Version. Well, actually, this one is the King James with Apocrypha. Is that how you pronounce it, Pastor? Mm-hmm. Okay. Everybody there? Amen. And we start at 21. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. So we just got told, when we lay away all that nasty stuff, and we focus on the word, that, that literally saves our souls. So the first command, you don't have, it didn't tell you to say anything. It told you literally to do something. Get rid of all those nasty feelings and emotions and whatnot. Because if you, the moment you do that and focus on the word, boom, your soul is saved. Verse 22. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For the beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straighteth way forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continuously and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. We must listen and not act upon. We must listen and act, excuse me, upon the word, thus turning ourselves into doers and not just hearers, making faith an action and not a noun. See, the moment we turn faith away from a noun and make it a verb, it's an action. And when you make it an action, you are doing something. And he just said you can't just hear this stuff. You got to do it. You have to act upon it because you just sitting here hearing it. You can come to church every weekend and say, oh, yeah, I listen to God and I listen to pastor and I'm right on with the word. And the moment you walk out that church, you don't do anything. You literally go back to the world and now you have deceived yourself. It just said this in the scripture. I'm not saying this. It just said this in the scripture. So now you're deceiving yourself. You're not doing what he's asking you to do. Amen. And so that's the small example of sometimes in faith, things are easier done than they are said. Because you can sit, like I just said, we can sit here and profess all the love we have for God. Mm-hmm. But if we walk out and we're talking nasty to people, if we walk out and we're not helping people, if we walk out and we're not loving our neighbors, we're not praying, we're not tithing, we're not doing all the things we need to do to stay in the kingdom of God. 
How are you sitting here saying you're a doer of the word? That's Amen. that's what that those verses mean to me. That's what Amen. that speaks out to me. Amen. And I'm a, I'm a beat it in your head today. But sometimes <laughs> things in faith are easier done than said. Another revelation that I've got through this word is that it turns out everything is predestined. Everything is already determined. He's already said everything that we need to do. So instead of just saying it, why don't we just do it? That's a revelation I've gained from this, this phrase of faith, this faith phrase. I like that. Ooh, I'm going to start stealing that. Got faith phrases for y'all. But that's what I've gained because faith with no works is dead. And what is work? Work is not a noun. Work requires action. It requires you to do something. It requires you to truly get out of that comfortableness of the world mm-hmm. and get into that comfortableness of your spirit. See, the scripture says that your spirit bears witness. So if you're not allowing your spirit to bear witness, are you doing something for the word? Because like I just said, we got to be, we got to make sure it's spirit led. Mm-hmm. So if your spirit's not bearing witness with the things you're doing, you're not doing things unto God. You're deceiving yourself. And then two, the actions you're doing will never align with the words. So that's why you have to do these things unto God instead of just say these things unto God. Amen. I myself came into that problem a couple years ago, you know, just being on my own journey and stuff. I, I was that person that was just professing to my peers that, Oh, yeah, you know, I changed my life for the better. But the whole entire time, it's the same same kid, same man. Still listening to the world. Still fixated on what the world has to say about me. Or what the world may want from me. And, I mean, yeah, there was... It's that scripture where, you know, you can't love two things at once. I was falling in that medium of, oh, I want God. And, you know, God's good for me. But I'm still going out. I'm still partying. I'm still fixated on things that's nowhere near God's word. So at that point in time in my life, it was easier for me to say I wanted God than it was for me to do the things I wanted for God and the things he wanted for me. See, we all fall. Well, I wouldn't say we all fall, but there's times where we have fallen short. But that's okay. We have mercy. We have we have his forgiveness for that. And it, it, it sometimes you get discouraged when you say you want God, but God's not in your life. That's why I sit here and say it's easier just to do it. It was easier for me to, you know what, let me wake up and let me pray. It was easier for me to, you know what, let me wake up and let me play this, this gospel playlist. Or it's easier for me to, you know what, let me, let me click on this podcast. Because now I'm not just saying to my friends or saying to people out there, oh, I'm doing this. Oh, I'm doing that when I'm not. Now I'm actually doing it. So when people catch me out in public or see me or they see me doing these things of faith and I'm acting out my faith. And now my verbal testimony is a visual testimony for some. Mm -hmm. And now you have translated the things you want verbally to the things Outside, externally. And it's, it's a lot easier. You, you, you have the same energy and effort 
doing the things as you do saying the things. Mm-hmm. It goes hand in hand. I'll bring this up again. Praying. You can take all the time in the world to pray, but when you actually pray, it feels great. Mm-hmm. You felt the presence of God just move through you by yeah. doing it. Mm-hmm. You don't feel no, I hate to say this, but you don't feel the presence of God when you say, I'm going to pray for somebody. Mm-hmm. You ain't did nothing. You just said it. I'm gonna, oh, I'm going to pray for you, bro. You know? And I tell people all the time, don't say you're going to pray for me if you're not really that's praying true. for me. Mm-hmm. Because we fighting this thing that's real. It's easier for you to do it than it is for you to say it. Mm-hmm. So show me you praying for me. I've had friends call me, yo, man. I know you big with God and all this. Oh, what? All right, cool. You ready? She showed me that. We're at a very young age. There's times when, you know what? I'm a, you know what? Stop everything we're doing right now. Let's pray right now. She showed me that. He showed me that. These things are easier doing it than it is saying. So, like I said, I don't want to take away that, yo, your, your words aren't imperative. No, they're not important, but they are. Um, sorry, I got to look right away. God often does things. Before. He often does things and reveals it to you after he's already done it. So God himself shows us that things are easier done than they are said. Now, granted, yes, the Lord gives us word and the Lord comes in and lets us know. But there are some times and some instances where he will do a thing for you, a mighty thing. And you have to sit there and think, oh, snap. Was that God right there, y'all? Yeah. You know, that was God. Because it it shocked you because you wasn't told it was God. For so long, you was told God does this and God does that. I hate to tell you, God does things without telling you sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) And if you ain't got that that in your head, well, you, you just learned something new today. God will do something. Without telling you sometimes. Sometimes it's best for you not to know what he has for you. <laughs> but that exact reason is why the pastor tells us and reminds us, you know, go to God. Ask him to reveal the things he has to you. Now, granted, when you are asking him to reveal those things to you, you can't ask for him to reveal something good for you and you're still dipping and dabbing in the world. Mm-hmm. Come on. Because that was me. I was asking God, hey, show me the way. Show me how to do this. Show me how to do that. But I'm still in the world. And I'm like, okay, God, um, I've been asking. It's been uh, two, three months now. It's been almost a year now. But I'm still in the world. Because it's easier for me to say it than do it, right? That's what the world has taught us. It's easier for us to say things than it is to do. But I'm here to tell you right now, sometimes in faith, things are easier done than said. Turn to Psalms 31. Verse 23. Say amen when you get there. And the verse reads, O love the Lord, all ye his saints, for the Lord preserveth the faithful and plentiful Rewardeth the proud doer. That word preserveth the faithful. You you are preserved by him. When I read that, I was like, oh snap. He like he sat there 
and pointed me out, picked me out, and sat me to the side and said, you good. You're good. <laughs> and on top of that, we're rewarded plentifully by what? By being a proud doer. It doesn't say by being a proud speaker. It doesn't say by being a proud listener, but a doer. And a doer of what? A doer of the word. Okay? We can't be doers of the world. We can't be doers of our hearts. We can't be doers of our minds. We got to make sure we're spirit led and then become doers of the word. We just said it. We're preserved and we're plentifully rewarded. Wouldn't you not want rewards in the abundance? Yes. Wouldn't you not want your spot secured by him when all this is said and done? Yes. In order for you to do that, you have to be a doer. Yes. All through, I wanted one thing I wanted to do was somewhat kind of like bring a bring a slideshow in or something. But if you just pay attention when you're reading the word, the word do repeats itself so many times. It doesn't say, oh, you need to say this or say that. It's asking you to do something. So the constant times we're being asked to do something, wouldn't you think it's easier for you to do it than it is to say it? I mean, that would make sense. It just asks you to be a doer of the word. Don't be a hearer, be a doer. We just seen that in James 1. And then in, in, in Psalms 31, it just said, if you're a proud doer, your rewards are plentiful and you're preserved by me. So now turn to Romans 2 for me. Romans, Romans 2, verse 13. Say amen when you get there. Amen. Romans 2, verse 13. And it reads, for not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. So by us doing these faith acts, by us continuously acting on our faith, we are justified. We don't need anybody else's word. We don't need anybody else's input. We don't need nothing else because he just told us by being doers of faith, doers of the word, everything we're going to do is justified. So now you don't even have to worry whether you're doing right or wrong because he just told you everything you're going to do is justified by the word. Come on, man. That's all I need, right? I don't need no judge. I don't need no police officer. I don't need no county clerk telling me that everything you can do, Mahari, is fine now, okay? You have clearance. But if I'm doing what I need to do based on the word, I don't need nobody else's clearance but his. That's what a doer. That's why it's easier for you to do things in faith than it is to say things. Because if you're just saying things, now you're gonna be contemplating in your mind. Okay, that ain't right. But this this is semi right. So I may be semi right because it ain't all the way wrong. Because you have an battle with your faith. But if you simply just acting on your faith and do it, you ain't got to worry about that. Because it just told you in Romans 2, it's justified by the Lord. So we ain't even got to worry. You ain't got to worry about giving that money to that person. Even though they got 300, you don't even know how much money they got in their pocket. But you just got told you need to bless that person. So you bless them. Now you're blessed. But you didn't know you were supposed to go out and tell that person, you don't need to be here. You need to be in church and you need to be under the under the word. You don't know 
Because that's what you're supposed to do. You're obligated to do that. You're just doing your faith that. And now you're going to change that person's life. And if you don't see that, that woman that was in church last week, she comes every Thursday. Then she came on a Sunday. Caught everybody off guard. It's like, it's that white woman there. You know? But instead of her just saying she was going to be here on Sunday, just saying I'm going to come here on Thursday, she did it. She did it. She truly just did it because it was easier for her to do it than it was to say she was going to be there. Now, granted, yeah, she dropped off her ties. I mean, don't get on that. She had work, so we're going to honor that. Yeah. But she just did it, though. And her whole entire faith journey was justified because she did it. Yeah. She was a proud doer, too. Yeah. When she heard that word from us, she was changed. Yeah. I ain't never heard the word like that before. Why? Because she didn't say, oh, I wanted God or, oh, I want a different way of the word. Right. She woke up in the morning and said, I need to go to Pilgrim this morning. And, and showed up and was there. That, look how easy it is for you to do faith acts instead of just saying you're going to do faith acts. Mm-hmm. Amen. Another example of things that are easier done than said through faith. Like I mentioned, well, I already mentioned tithing. That's a, that's a basic principle, principle for us. The way we get our, ourselves a tithing uh, the earth, well, the world tries to get in the way. You know, they'll try to tell you, oh, you ain't going to get your money this week. You'll get it next week. So you're like, oh, shoot. Well, I got to get God's money next week. Then. That's that's saying you're going to tie, but you're not doing it. Because then when the next week comes, you're like, shoot, I spent that 10%. I'll just get him next week. I'll, instead of 10%, I'll give him 20% this week. And that way, this number is going to look like, okay, boom. And now I'm caught up on. That's not doing what you need to do for God. You're yeah, making right. it harder for you, yeah. saying what you're going to do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because now you're in a position, he's like, um, you 20% down, but you said that two weeks ago. <laughs> so now you really owe me 30 <laughs> on top of the 10 from this week. So it's really 40, you know, but you're not thinking that because you just said it's easier for you to do it this way. But instead of you just tithing 10% regardless of what comes on throughout the week and be like, oh, shoot, hurt. You know what I do? Shoot, as soon as I get paid, I'm like, okay, uh, I got paid this much this day, so I'll probably make this much that day. All right, uh, here's this tithe, 10%. And if I make more, the 10% is now not 10%. It's just the actual tithe. So I already took out my 10%. Boom, I'm I'm going to spend for the rest of the week because my tithe's already put up. See, it's easier for me to act because now I just did this faith act. It's easier for me to maneuver out through the week, and it's easier for me to help people financially because I already took care of that 10%. And if I make more money, well, I just got to put more money in the 10%. That's right. See how easy it is? For, but no, you want to procrastinate when it comes to God. See, you saying things under faith and not putting no action into it, creates procrastination for him. And procrastination is not good. That's the act of a devil. That's the devil's, that's a tool from the devil to get you away from him. Amen. So another example, I'm sorry, I got so bent up on tithing. But another example, and Pastor just hit on this for the four-part series, is honoring God. It's easier for you to just honor God without saying it. 
so much easier. There's ways he told us. There's, you know, stop. You got to purge yourself of dishonor. Simple, like I just said in that James, well, like James said, but you have to clean yourself of that filthiness. That is purging yourself of dishonor. And it's easier for you to do it than it is say it. Because if I sit here and say, oh, I'm going to get rid of my, my bad mouthing. Oh, I'm going to get rid of the attitude and all this and all that. Somebody's literally, the moment you say that, somebody's literally going to come up to you and test you on that. <laughs> and you have the opportunity to fail and pass. But instead of you just saying it, you're like, you know what, boom, it's already done. Now, when people come to you, it's like nothing can faze you. Because it's already made up in your mind that you're going to be a proud doer. It's already made up. So now, everything's going to be done in faith for you. Because it's literally, like I said, when you renew your mind and you tell yourself these things, boom. There's no, there's no stress. It's sweatless for you to be a doer. Another example is having a blessed attitude. You know how easy it is for you to have a blessed attitude? Just do it. Just do it. So, for example, um, a friend of mine slash a co-worker died. And we lost, we probably lost three co-workers in a month. And it was pretty hard. You know, pretty weird, too, because I was like, ah, dang, you know, my people's right there, you know? And it it would have been easy for me to be depressed or it would have been easy for me to be sad and act upon those type of emotions. But it was easy for me to sit here and say, you know what, Lord, I'm blessed. I, I was thankful that I had an impact on these people. Thankful that these people knew my name and knew your name and knew that I knew your name. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. having that attitude was easy for me to do than being sad that they ain't here, being mad that they ain't here. Because those emotions, it would have caused me to be all dejected and, and walking around mopey and sad and, oh, just in a funk. But you know what? When people come around, dang, how you holding up? Hey, I'm blessed. You know, I love them, man. But I'm still here. I'm blessed. For example, this pandemic, this whole corona, this People be like, yo, how you holding up, you know, being in the house? And I'm blessed. My sister just came home. I ain't seen her in two, three years. She's only home about two times out the year. She's home for six, seven months. I'm blessed. I get to go to church every week. I'm blessed. You at home, Zoom in church. No disrespect. I, I appreciate it. But I get to go to church every week. I'm blessed. I still have a job. I'm blessed. What are y'all talking about? I ain't doing nothing. I'm blessed. It's easier for me to do that than it is to say that. Because I already made up in my mind. I renewed my mind. And I sat here and told myself, this is what I want for me. Because this is what he has for me. Amen. See, being a doer, he just said it. You're rewarded, right? Yeah. If you're not being a doer, you're not going to see the rewards. That's right. Because now you're just fixated on, dang, okay, maybe I'll get it one day. You're going to be that believer that is an expected believer instead of being a, an instantaneous believer. You can have God instantly by simply just doing things. Amen. Now, granted, yeah, you know, there, there's, a, there's a benefit in expecting. But, you know, when you can get it right then and there, whoo, God is good, ain't he? When you can get it right there, God is good. 
But you have to do. You have to be a proud doer to That's get right. it right then and there. It's to right. get that goodness. To get that glory. To, to You want to feel the presence of God? Be a doer. And I guarantee you, you're going to feel God. You want to hear him speak to you. You want to hear him move you. Be a doer. It was in that's on that was that was the next one. I think it was Matthew 21, 21, if I'm not mistaken. No, I didn't write that one down, but I had it in my head. See, I just know I'm just doing what he needs me to do. Now I know where to go. Can you turn to Matthew 21, 21 for me? And it's 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 it's, like I say, it's easier doing these things. The world going to tell you it's harder doing it, but it's really not. It's really not. Amen. I got to get there myself, y'all. I'm there. Y'all there? Amen. Amen. <laughs> and Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If you have faith and doubt not, ye shall not only do this which is done, to the fig tree, but also if ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. Okay. What is he asking you to do? Be a what? A doer. It's easy, like he just said. If you just say this mountain's gonna move and go to the sea, what is it gonna do? It's gonna move. Mm-hmm. All right. But let me bring it down back to the point one. We can't do none of this without what? Faith. Mm-hmm. And what does our faith acquire? Works. Yeah. So he just said it too. Look. If ye have faith and doubt not, ye shall not only do this, which is done, but also you shall move the mountain. So if you got the faith, and you know faith got to work in, so if you're not doing your faith, you're not working your faith, so then, hey, you ain't got faith. But if you got faith, you ain't only going to be doers, you're going to be great, proud doers. You're going to be rewarded doers. You're going to be justified doers. Yes. That word, that word right there, he said, he says it. If you have faith, and doubt not. All right? Yes. So now you're working your faith, but in the process of working your faith, uh-huh. there is no doubt in your mind what he's going to do for you. That's right. That's right. Because yeah. you just got told when you do and work your faith, you're rewarded plentifully and yes. you are preserved. Yes. Boom. So we got those two things when we start being doers, right? right? Then we add on that Jesus just said when we don't doubt, we can do the things that need to be what? Done. Done. What's the message of today? Things in faith are easier done than they are said. Amen. Now, granted, yes, we got to tell that mountain to move. But if we can't tell the mountain to move without our active faith, we can't tell our mountain to move without being a proud doer. Because none of those words are going to get fixated out of your mouth if you're not a proud doer. If you don't have active faith. That's right. Yes. Because you gonna, when Jesus tell you that, you're going to be like, I mean, I, I think it's going to move when I say it. I just don't know if it's going to move, you know, because that's a mountain, God. Right. I'm just a human being. That's what you're going to do if you just say these things. Mm-hmm. But if he looks at you and says, move that mountain, and you, mountain move. What's it going to do? It's going to move. Yeah. Because now you're a doer of yeah. your faith. You're not just saying what you're going to do. You are doing it. 
So when God tells you, get up, give that man a hundred dollars, do it. Yes. Do it. Yes. Because a hundred thousand is coming in your return. Yes. You don't know that. Yes. When God tells you to get up, preach to these people, do it. Yes. He's not telling you to do things just to just to say it. Oh, hey, God told me to do that. Okay, did you do it? <laughs> I didn't know I was supposed to do it right. Oh, I mean, he just told you to do it, right? <laughs> that, come on, man. Amen. Come on, man. Y'all, this is good. This is good. That wasn't even written down. That was just there. <laughs> Another example of things that are easier done in faith is trusting in him. Because the moment you just sit here and say, oh, I'm going to trust you, God. I'm going to trust you, God. I'm going to trust you, God. Where's your trust at? Can you see it? Can you touch it? Can you grab it? No. You got to do it. All right? I just got to trust this man. So even when he sit here and say, okay, here's a a perfect example. If you sit here and tell me, give this man $100. And I just hesitate. For one, you're not trusting. And then your trust is not allowing you to do what you need to do for him. Mm-hmm. So then you're not purging yourself of dishonor because not trusting God is dishonor to him. Right. So now you're not going to be able to be honored by God. Now you're not going to be able to get blessed by God. And I can go on and on and on and on and on. But you see the domino effect of oh. not trusting God. But your trust has to get done first mm-hmm. to trust him. Mm-hmm. And it's easier for you to do trust than it is to say trust, right? Because mm-hmm. trust is an action. Yeah. Trust is a verb. Trust is something that has to be exemplified. You can't say trust. I can't sit here and just say I trust Makaili, right? Because nobody's going to see how much I trust her on the strength of the words I have. Come on, man. Right? Amen. But she's going to show me how much I can trust her and her actions of her being a proud doer of my twin. Right? Amen. You can say the same about your mom, your cousin, your sister, your uncle, or anybody who has relevance in your life. So why don't we say it about him? Why don't we trust him? As easy as we can do anything else, the world, anything. We, oh, yeah, trust in my boss to pay me every week when you don't even know that your boss might cut you off next week. Or y'all might go on furlough next month. But you, you, you so bent on trusting them. Right? Amen. But you don't want to trust him. Oh, boom. You know, oh, yeah. I can trust that my car is going to make it to the gas station even though I'm going to eat. What? You don't put that same trust in God? You don't do that for God? Come on, come on. And now you expecting God to do a, a multitude of things for you, but you don't even trust him. So now you don't trust him. You're not an active doer. You, you have turned yourself into a semi-believer. That's right. You're one foot in and one foot out. Yeah. Because you want God, but you don't. You love God, but you don't. Uh-huh. You hear God, but you're not acting on that word that you can hear from him. So now you're in a position where, oh, God may be real, but I just, you know, oh, I don't know if I trust him, y'all. I just don't know. You know, there's times where I ask about him, and he'll never show up. And then I just don't know, y'all. Because now you're not doing what he needs for you to do. You're just saying this stuff. And so people are just looking at your words and there's no weight behind them. There's, there's words with no weight. There's words with no movement because there's no action behind those words. You ain't never acted on God. But you steady claiming you love him. That's not a doer. You're deceiving yourself like the scripture just said. 
you are truly deceiving yourselves. Say mm-hmm. that. Like you can. Here's a here's another time mm-hmm. where you just gotta you can realize it's easier doing it than saying it. All of those friends and those parents who try to derail you going to church, who derail you listening to God and posting about God and just sharing the gospel and doing doing what you need to be do. Mm-hmm. All those people that try to derail you and try to argue about God, you can't even pay them no mind. Amen. Why? Because your actions are justified. Yeah. They're justified. You don't need anybody to tell you how real God is because you're doing it for yeah. real this time. Yeah. Yeah. It's justified. Yeah. That's in the scripture. That's in this. I, I didn't say that. that. He just told us that, right? Amen. So everything I'm out here doing, I have no, no, no complaint about. Oh, oh, hey. Oh, how you doing, brother? You, you doing good? How do you love God like that? I just do it. Pastor said this. I don't even know if y'all remember it. A long time ago, Nike said the best slogan for our faith. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> just do it. Mm-hmm. How do you be blessed? I just do it. Mm-hmm. How do you trust in God? I just do it. How do you tithe? I just do it. It don't make no sense. I just do it. And so I tell you this again. The reason why some things in faith are easier done than said is because sometimes when it comes to God, we have to shut up and show up. Mm-hmm. You have to shut up and show up. That's another faith phrase. You have to shut up and show up. You have to take action behind your faith and yeah. prove to these evil doers what a proud doer can do. Oh, yeah, that's scripture right there. Them evildoers. Hold on now. Here we go. Where are we going? Where are we going? Which one I want to go to first? Turn to Psalms 101 for me. Oh. Say amen when you get there. And I, I'm reading this this part from the uh, the Amplified version, and it reads Psalms 101 uh, verse 8. I'm sorry, 101 verse 8, and it reads, "Morning after morning, I will root up all the wicked in the land, that I may eliminate all the what evil doers from the city of the Lord." So this this scripture right here just tells us. Morning after morning, you wake up and you do the things. You do your faith walk every day. You're not just saying, oh, I'm on a faith journey. Oh, oh, I'm loving God. No, I'm just, I'm waking up and I'm doing it. And by the time I realize I'm doing it, it's too late. I'm already in God. I'm already praying. I'm already walking down the street praising God. It's like, oh, snap, what am I doing? I'm doing things for God. People see you like, ooh, that brother's blessed, y'all. Ooh, look at him. Because you're just doing it. So now he knows you can't be eliminated from my city. You ain't no evildoer. You don't show me you're a proud doer. You don't show the world you're a proud doer. And not just showing it, you're doing it. Okay? It's everything you're doing will be justified. And on top of that justification, it's going to be magnified. Because the, the, the presence of God is minimal here. So we're here to bring it to a height. We're here to bring this light to where you don't even see nothing but it. 
So in order for you to, to be a light bringer of the, of the world, you have to be a doer of the word. You can't bring no light if you ain't got no word. Come on. Mm, come None on. at all. Because all the light we need in this dark prism is right here in the word, in the scripture. Yeah, it, yeah. It, and like I just said, everything we need to do is said in the good book. <laughs> so wouldn't it just be easier for us to do what is already said unto us? Amen. That just makes perfect sense yes. to me. It's like giving instructions. All right, if you get a, a manual hand, handed to you and you don't read it, and now you over focus, or you over discombobulate. Okay, wait, why ain't this thing working? I thought I knew what to do. I thought I knew how to go around these things. The first step you had to do was read the manual. So the first step for us believers is to read the book. Mm-hmm. And what is reading? Reading is an action. You have to do reading. You can't say reading. You have to do it. So the first step is to read. When we read, boom, we got the knowledge. We got everything we need to know on how to go about this life. Mm-hmm. On how to combat this, the, these, these demons, these in, all that. Everything we need to know on how to do it, right there in the book. And the biggest problem we, we, we have as believers is just saying we're going to do it. Saying we're going to pray. Saying we're going to tithe. Saying we're going to walk in love. That's our biggest problem is just saying we're going to do it. Instead of truly just shutting up and showing up and doing it. Because there's a lot of times you don't need to hear from God. You just need him to show up. Like, yo, God, I don't need all this rah-rah. Just show up and show these people, bro. Like, they, they frustrate me. I need you right now. And he shows up right now. Because that's the type of God he is. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he will shut up and show up on your front doorstep. Like, where's your 10% at? And it may not be physically, oh, he just showed up on your on your doorstep. But boom, right in your head. You had a V8 moment. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, God. I'm sorry. I, my apologies. So then we go in that spirit of repentance. Because he just shut up and showed up on our doorstep. Like, oh, all right. There's, some, there's a little correction going on. I needed that. I needed that. And then there's times where he shows up. And it just, it's like that cherry on top. Monday was good. Tuesday was good. Wednesday was great. Thursday was all right, but I'm still here, so I can't even complain. Friday was amazing. Brother's birthday. Saturday was just, you know, a chill day. Then Sunday, we got the word. That's how he just shows up, shuts up and shows up. Because there's times in the week where you may not hear from him, but when it comes to Sunday, boom, he's right in your ear. Because this whole week you've just been doing things for him. Not saying it, you've just been doing it. So now he's going to shut up and show up in your life. Because mm. you done showed him you're a proud doer. Mm. And now he's thinking, oh, i got to save her spot. i got to save his spot. He's preserved. Yes. He's just, all the things they doing this week, they done did this week is justified. Yes. yes. So you know what i got to do for him? The best way I can honor that person, because God honors us just as yeah. so much as we honor him. Yeah. Lord, thank yeah. God. Yeah. It's showing up and shutting up. There's a reason why some weeks you didn't make no money, but you got a $100,000 bonus on the, on the table. And yeah, there may not be $100,000, but you got a bonus. There may be some weeks where somebody comes through 
you didn't know what you were going to do for this person or that person, but they said, hey, baby, I got you. Because God just showed up and showed up in your life. Yeah. By you being a proud doer of the word. Mm-hmm. Amen. Come on now. It's real good. Think about the things you're, you, you ask for in the natural. It requires for you to be silent at times. There's times like, mm, okay, I want this car. All right? And I just told God I want this car. And you can't go out and tell everybody that you want this car, right? right. Because if you tell everybody, then your vision's going to get a little tainted. Uh All right? So instead of you sitting here and going and telling everybody you want this car, all right, let me sit back. I just talked to God. He told me I got to work a little harder the next couple months. So instead of me murmuring and complaining about it, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do it. And now... I got a new car. Or now I got a new furniture piece. Or now I got some more kitchenware. Or now I got new clothes to wear. Because you just sat down, listened to what he had to tell you, and did it. Like, just, just did it. My favorite thing when it comes to just doing things on the faith, Pastor said this a long time ago. Y'all gonna be hearing Pastor sometimes, for real. Like, all the little things he be saying, all the little things he be saying is, 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 is key. I remember he said one time, there's, we can't be fearful when it comes to God, but we can be afraid. So sometimes you do things afraid, okay? That's okay. Because you being afraid, you're trusting him. Okay? You're trusting him. All right, at the end of the day, I know I'm going to be good because I got God on my side. So I be telling my sister all the time. I tell D all the time. Bro, you ain't right. I got the big, I say the big G-O-D on my side. I wish somebody would. That's what I tell people. When it comes to Corona, I got the big guy, man. I ain't going to get no Corona. <laughs> now, now, yes, I have to go out and sanitize. Mm-hmm. have to go out and yeah. make sure that I am taking the precautionary steps to not get Corona. Oh, right? Mm-hmm. But me trusting him, I'm going to do that wholeheartedly. I'm going to do that. Yeah. My attitude's blessed. I'm going to do that. So yeah. Corona, to have yeah. any effect on me, it has to be some type of good Corona. It has to be some type of Corona that puts you in the kingdom faster than you putting yourself in the kingdom for Corona to affect me. But you, you have to be, you have to be quiet sometimes. You can't tell everybody your vision. Right. You can't tell everybody. And God will tell you that. Hey, be quiet. Because you just doing things for me, they're going to they be mad at me. They're going to be mad that they didn't believe in me the way you believe in me. Yeah. Why do you think Jesus was crying? Mm. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus was crying because they didn't believe. It, what is believing? It's not a noun. It's a verb. Yes. You have to do it. So for you to believe in what we all are sitting up here talking about, you just got to do it. That man cried tears of anger that people didn't do the action. As simply as, oh, I know that that's my Lord and Savior. I know that I got complete salvation by believing in him. For you doing that, you're preserved. You're, everything you got doing, I'm, I'm going to just keep, you know, everything I say, I'm going to just make sure you hear what I'm saying. So everything you do is going to be justified. Mm-hmm. You're going to be rewarded mm-hmm. by being a doer of me. And when I don't have doers of me around me, it, it upsets me. It angers me. I have this perfect hatred for the things that aren't of me. And we just learned that this year. There's, God has a perfect hate for the things that aren't of his word. 
So if you're doing things not for him, not from him, he hates that. Mm, come on, come on. Make it so if you're not a doer, essentially you're hated by God. And that's probably the one thing on this entire realm you don't want to be hated by. Because you being hated by him, you're no longer preserved. Your actions are no longer justified. And you are no longer rewarded plentifully. Simply by not being a proud doer. These are, this is imperative for us to walk and be a proud doer. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Mm. There's times where... You aren't told to call someone. There's times where you aren't told to pray for this person. And like I mentioned, but your spirit will bear witness. Mm -hmm. And you will have to make this conscious decision. Do I want to do this? Do I want to do what my spirit is asking for me to do? You have to sit down and say, okay. Do what? All right, boom. That's what doing it is. You just got to, mm, boom, I'm going to do it. A lot of things in faith you may have not been told to do, but you do it anyway. You can't, like I mentioned before, you can't always profess the love you have for God. Sometimes you have to do it. Being a doer slash doing things in faith, besides just saying it, makes you carry out your faith and actually work for what you are seeking. I got a verse to back that up. I got a phone. I believe, turn to Proverbs 17 for me. Verse 4. Oh, no, that was another wicked doer verse. You ain't got to turn to that one. Uh, turn to James 2, verse 17. I'm sorry. James 2, verse 17 reads, Even so faith, if hath no works, is dead being alone. Yeah, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show you thee my faith by my works. It's just, I ain't gonna lie, if you don't know what that means, you don't know what it means. But, I will say, we'll go on, and I will, you know, elaborate a little bit. Based on uh, the topic we have today, that word works, it, it, it can include as little as you walking in love, tithing, praying, and it can include as big as, you know, being a pastor or being a doer. There's, there's many roles that are, what's the word I'm looking for? There's many roles that aren't mentioned when it, become, when it comes to being a doer of faith.
because we all know we're all on different levels spiritually. And we all somewhat um, receive the word differently. So we know that in being a doer, everybody's a different doer. So, and one thing you want to do, being a doer, you don't want to compare your works mm-hmm. to another man's works, mm-hmm. right? That's what I get, get from this, you know, because, you know, all of us are, I like to consider all of us in here doers. Mm-hmm. So I don't never sit here and try to compare my works to pastors, because if you want to be honest, pastor's work compared to mine is like this. But if you're going to sit there and think that, then your doing is going to continue to diminish because you're trying to reach a level that's not ideal to you. But if you just do what he's asked you to do by faith, you're good. Like, I promise you, you're good. This is, this is a, there's a reason why it says a relationship, all right? And you can't say you have a relationship. There is no honor in saying I have a relationship because it's, it's a correlation. You have to let that be together. You have to do what needs to be done in order for a relationship to be a, a relationship. Mm-hmm. But I say all that to say we, we can't compare our, our works to other people's. Right. Focus on your works. And if your works are backed by not just faith and but as well as the word, then your works are, like we just said, they're justified. Mm-hmm. All right? So you never have to question yourself if you're a proud doer of the word. Amen. That's what I get from this these these two verses. That's right. Amen. Um, turn to First Corinthians, chapter six, and we're gonna start in that uh, verse nine. Um, before we even read, though, I'm, I'm gonna just talk to y'all. There, there is a when it comes to being a doer. The road is narrow. You don't need multiple alleys or um, multiple ways to be a doer. And yet it sounds a little contradictory based on my last statement, but I say that to say being a doer is simple. All right. It's not complex. It's not something that is unordinary or can't be done by us. All right. Us being doers of the word is truly simple, and it's like I mentioned earlier, it's sweatless. All right, it's, there's no, there's minimal effort in being a doer of the word, and the reason I say that is because once you sit there and make that conscious decision every single day, like I mentioned before, it's a it, now it's contagious. So now we sit there and make the decision. Now we know it's contagious. Now it's a motive. Now this becomes a norm for us. And when you make something normal to you, it's it's almost unrecognizable. So I say that to say this. When you start to become a doer and you constantly become that doer of the word, it's almost going to be unrecognizable. You're just going to be doing it. That's the whole purpose of this. You just want, by the time you become a true, complete, proud doer, it's almost unrecognizable on how you walk in this world. Because now it's just, it's simple to you. It's like, oh, hey, how you doing? It's, it's that easy to be just a doer to walk into that goodness of him. And 
I admit that because at first I kind of wanted God in a complex way. I kind of wanted God to, to answer all these questions and, and all this stuff I had to, to ask. But when it boiled down to it, it was simple. I just had to do it. I literally just had to do it. I couldn't sit here and, and go to all these other outlets and all these other sources of information to try to figure out who God was to me. All I had to do, did it just open? Oh, okay, okay. That <laughs> threw me off. But all I had to do was pick up the book and just read it to find out all the answers I wanted to find out about him, to find out anything that I wanted from him. All I had to do was just do it. I couldn't say it because for a year and a half, two years, I just said it and it was not getting easier. It was honestly getting harder. So when I just sat there, I was like, you know, what? I'm going to just go out and I'm going to go do it. Boom. Things truly started to change. Um, I'm going to start at verse 9. Y'all, y'all ask 1 Corinthians, right? Amen. Chapter 6, verse 9. Know ye not the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. Verse 10. Nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but ye were washed. But ye are sanctified, and ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus, and by the Spirit of our God. So, even if we wasn't proud doers before, we may have been all these crazy things mentioned in verse 19. You may have been a liar, you may have been a cheater, you may have been, you know, a pretty messed up person. But... You making that conscious decision on wanting to be a, a proud doer, you're washed. All that is washed away and forgiven. All right? And on top of that, now that we're doers and our actions are being forgiven, our new actions and our newfound love for him is justified. That's the second time today we've just seen that our acts by doing the things of God is justified. And then on top of that, we're justified through the spirit. So it goes back to what I said. We have to be spirit-led. If you want to be a proud doer, it has to be a spirit-led thing. Amen. So in order for you to be a doer, first we got to renew our mind. Then our spirit's renewed. Then our spirit can bear witness. That's literally, it sounds like a lot. And it sounds complex. But it's simple. Why? Because all it takes for you is to do it. And if you don't do it, you now know what you reap now. You now know your actions aren't justified. You now know your rewards aren't in abundance. You now know that evildoers are being kicked out of the city of God. So if you want to be on the good side of God, sometimes you don't need to say it. You just need to do it. Amen. And a lot of things are easier done in faith 
and they are set. And I'm going to close out with this. Another example is that our pastor, this very spirit-led man, he not only acts out his faith, sometimes he doesn't even say the things he does. Notice to us, we trust him, we trust the things he says, we listen to the things he says, and we even do what he asks for us to do. So if we can treat our pastor with the same attitude that some things are easier done than said, we can for sure treat our spiritual father the same way. Amen. So Amen. I say all that to say some things in faith are easier done than said. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah.